Good evening and welcome to The Obelisk. Tonight's guest is David Weiss. David is a successful businessman who walked away from it all to spread the word of the globe lie. He is the host of the Flat Earth Podcast and creator of the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. What a name. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here talking with some anti-globers. <laughs> <laughs> I won't call you flat earthers because uh, that, that anti-glober is all I need. Anti-glober, <laughs> definitely. It's all on the table for me, but I do believe that that globe, the full globe theory and all that malarkey is, is crazy. It's malarkey. It's insanity. <laughs> it's total insanity. And once you see it, he's like, how did I ever believe that? You know, and the way I look at the world now, it's, it's 2021 mm -hmm. and people still think we live on a flying space pair water ball <laughs> rocket in an infinite vacuum. I mean, that's insanity. It's <laughs> such insanity. Indeed. There are just so many questions I have. And when I listen to intelligent people put forth their uh their data and ideas and look at look at it you know step back and look at it it's compelling very very compelling and then th that juxtaposition stuff like elon musk man in space <laughs> with the globe behind it oh come on like, give me a break oh. that was nonsense no that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what it's like wow okay so we've got this everyone's eating that up <laughs> and it's so clearly fake and do you know who thought that was the coolest thing ever all the people that didn't watch it <laughs> when that happened i was actually traveling i was i was uh i forget where i was i was across the country on business and i went to a bar restaurant to grab some food and i'm sitting at the bar and there's this table of I don't know, 30 something year olds. And they were just coming and hawing on how amazing it was. And, and I couldn't take it anymore. And I turned around, I go, did you guys look at it? I go, did you see it? And they're like, well, no, we didn't see it. And I'm like, and you think it's the coolest thing ever? I mean, they're, they no, none of them saw it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> as Mark Sargent points out, how come there's not a poster in every Tesla showroom worldwide? Right. Yeah. Right. Coolest thing ever. How come yeah. we're no still, posters anywhere? How come we're still not getting a camera feed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many questions and it's, you know, it, it always makes me sad that people are so willing to just pull up and lay down a flag of conviction on what feels comfortable without doing any investigative work on their own, on their own, looking at just some evidence to veer for, forth from that which they're being told. It, it amazes me. And that's where I have to go, step back and question how reasonable are people? They're, they're just, people want to believe, people wanna trust. We're all generally good people, and we assume that other people are good too. But there's yeah. some evil in this world that are really laying down some dark stuff on us. Oh, yeah. You think? You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, David, I wanted to, I came in with some questions. I wanted to get some basics out of the way. So, let's start with Operation Fishbowl from 1962. Okay. 
Operation. So, Go ahead. It's where they nuked so the sky, what, right? What? Yeah, right. Where they were trying to prove the firmament. Isn't that? Is that correct? Well, no, that's not what they said. Well, they were do, but they were nuking the sky, and it like bluegill and starfish mm -hmm. and erotic. Eric, what is? What do I have here on this note? Like these subcategories that were going on with Operation Fishbowl. And I think that was one of the little rabbit holes I started to go down when I knew you were coming on. I wanted to get some of these basics under my feet. So I have a little, little problem with it because I don't believe that nuclear bombs exist. So same. <laughs> they might have said, yeah, so, so that doesn't really change a lot. They were shooting bombs up there. Okay. Yeah. Shooting missiles up there, shooting some tomahawks, whatever they had back then. And, uh, it makes sense to me, you know, they're psychopaths trying to blow a hole in the firmament or, or figure out what it was back then. So Project Fishbowl, very interesting name. Yeah. Yes. So yes. It was followed up by Project Snow Globe. Was it? I no, know. I'm kidding. I was kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised but, if it was, all right. But, it, you know, it, it seems like if if you're thinking that there's a firmament, firmament up there and you want to start blowing it up. That seems like a bad idea. It, it seems like a, not a very secure idea if we don't know what it is and possibly if it's some sort of plasma or water, because I saw that it, in kind of the mythos, there's stuff tied in with the Great Flood and yeah. Tower of Babel, all this fascinating stuff. Why would you want to, why would anyone in their sane minds want to do something that could actually create a destruction of everything? And they're psychopaths. Yeah, I know, but they're here too. So Maybe they have, you know, high ground. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, but if, if if this is a flat enclosed closed space, and they break a hole in something that's going to pour water into it, it's going to fill up. It doesn't matter how high they are, you know. Right, right. There's mm. no mount, ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I don't know if yeah, I don't. I know. heard something recently about the seventh trumpet, yeah, uh, coming from Madagascar. Oh, really, and being so loud that it blows a hole in the th firmament. No idea where they came from. I just like, hmm, that's interesting. That is interesting. There was talk about the seventh trumpet. Oh my God, it was in, in Salt Lake City. Something, I think they had an earthquake or something happened in Salt Lake City and there's a, a statue of, um, what's that angel's name? I can't remember the angel's name. I can never remember the thing's name. The Mormon angel. I don't know. Help me out here, Jerry. Somebody. You're the computer wizard, right uh, there. The Why Joseph are you Smith. What's going on? <laughs> uh, it's like Moroni. Yeah, Moroni. So there's a statue of this angel Moroni who has a a trumpet in its hand. So like, Raphael has a trumpet as well. Here, I'll show you the picture. See. Remember uh, when Hillary lost the presidential race, her, yeah. her speech mm -hmm. talked about cracking that glass ceiling and yeah. soon we're going to get through. And, yes. you know, everyone's like, oh, that's nice. The grass ceiling of women, you know, no, 
she was talking about the firmament. So, you know, they're trying to bust through where they're not supposed to go. So, David, what do you think is there? What I mean, I know, I've heard you say this is one of the things I really, really dig about you. First of all, your presentations are fantastic yeah. and you put forth really incredible information. People need to come to it with an open mind and sit back and watch and, and look in and listen. Uh, there's really intense, incredible stuff that is there to be seen and observed and investigated. Secondly, I enjoy that when you don't know something, you actually just go straight out with that. And so it gives you a lot of credibility in my book. And I know you've said, you know, who knows what's above, but what do you think is above the firmament? Goldfish. That's what, that's what Operation Fishbowl. <laughs> Have you ever come to an idea? Is it plasma? Is it, I mean, I know this is speculation, but it's kind of where I live. I live in the world of possibilities on no matter what we're talking about. And so I, I've given this a lot of thought. I heard, um, what's her name? Mia's new pair of glasses or something talking about, uh, plasma and putting forth some information that I found compelling when we started to look at things way far above us and the way they're creating it looks like I mean these some of these things look like water patterns yeah and I mean that stuff's compelling to me Maria Maria uh, Mia and Brian do put forth some, some interesting information so um, I've I listen to their stuff and I, you know, look at everything else and, you know, there's, there are some cycles that are happening that we're unaware of, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, my belief is that there's some massive reset every 200 years or less. Yeah. I, yeah well, there, I think there are cycles of resets. There's a civilization reset every 200 years that would lead to like, not that I'm into mud floods, but that's kind of one of the stories out there for the last reset was a mud flood. Uh, it would explain lost civilizations and whatever came before us that being hidden or unknown, you know, what's on. But I totally agree. But I think there's also larger cycles too. Like there's that 26,000 year cycle. Is there? Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on the basics here, so we've got the Operation Fishbowl, and that was kind of later. Earlier on, we have a uh, high jump in 46 to 47, and uh, that that's major with Admiral Byrd, where the whole edge of the dome stuff was allegedly found. Uh, and then... Uh, what is it here? What? What are you looking for? The oh, the Antarctic Treaty that was signed Antarctica. in nineteen sixty. Yeah. yeah, in nineteen sixty one. That so after after Oliver Earth dies in fifty seven, you know he'd come up. Op, Operation High Jump is forty six to forty seven, uh, and then Operation Deep Freeze is fifty five to fifty six, where they found allegedly the edge of the dome. This stuff. And ice I just, wall. it's the ice wall. 
And that's where they, they no, well, they found the ice wall, which is just the shoreline of Antarctica. Mm -hmm. So then they went farther out south and that's when they found the dome and that's when they shut everything down. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you, David, because that's the exact wording I was hearing in that deep operation deep freeze. They said they found the edge of the dome in 56. There's that encyclopedia Americana from 1958, I believe that there was a passage in there that says that 85 degrees South, I think 85 or 80 degrees South that the dome is at 13,000 feet. So, you know, the Globers will say that they're talking about the mountain, but to me, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like, you know, in our model, um, you know, or our concept of what the dome may be, that makes perfect sense because the dome's coming down towards the edges. So very interesting. So do you think that, do you think it's actually a circle, like a, a sphere? With a flat disc in the middle, or is it just flat with a dome on top, like a half half sphere? Well, I think it's, I mean, I look at the world pond, you know, all of the oceans of the mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. as a fairly circular pond. That's it. And then the shoreline that holds the water in is the land that's higher than the surface of the water. Mm -hmm. And that's Antarctica. Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. Okay. So that we live in the Antarctic basin and what's beyond there. I don't know. What's underneath. Is there, Nobody I mean, knows. is there any speculation about that? Is there anything there? Maybe hell, uh, the deepest hole, you know, is seven and a half miles and then they couldn't get any deeper. Right. So, so they didn't even know what they were digging into for that seven and a half miles. How do they know what's in the center of this? Oh, Earth? yeah. I know that's crazy to me. But, yeah. Was wasn't there something this this week or with the Russians are bringing in more massive or brought in this summer I guess more massive equipment. Did I see this from you Jerry? More massive equipment than ever before and there's a big move being made by the Russians. So the Great right Ball? Maybe I'm not sure, and this is why I feel kind of stupid even mentioning this because I didn't follow up. But I saw this is when I was doing a deep dive in the last couple of days. Did you guys ever hear the the audio recording that came supposedly came from the Great Bore Hall? Yeah, I did. Sounds like people screaming. That is, it sounds worse than people screaming. It it <laughs> sounds some creepy stuff. So I don't know if it's real or not, but. I didn't I didn't like hearing it. When Jerry, will you make sure to get that in our show notes? What? That is that still around that the sound? The sound? Yeah. I will try and find it. There's yeah. also um so which one I think it was at Dominic, Operation Dominic, where they actually there's some something I saw. And I think it might have been on on that Mia's page, where and it's everywhere. She just was sourcing it, but I I saw that video and was listening where something got shot up. I don't know if it was Elon. I don't know what it was, but where something clearly hits something else, 
like a firmament, like kind of. Oh, that was um. Talking about the Go Fast rocket. Yes, it was the Go Fast rocket hit the hit the dome. Hit it hit something that exploded. It hit right? something viscous. The way I describe it, it hit a more viscous medium. Right. So was it as thick as water? Well. I think that would have been catastrophic at that speed. So maybe it was something not as thick as water. That go fast rocket though, that when it turned and the camera looked sideways and saw the moon, the moon was over Australia at that time. Mm -hmm. So game over, earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that is actually very compelling because the, the sound alone, there's, it clearly, hits something it gets it there's something going on there and i don't know how you can reconcile that into your into your brain into your mind into your thoughts. not you david you collectively not you yeah people in the world into your thought web that that is it just didn't it completely opened up a lot for me, as far as this is some hard evidence that it's not, again, more hard evidence, but it's not, again, what we've been told and what we've been programmed into thinking that all that is above our heads. You know, I personally believe that the dome at some point becomes physical and unbreakable. All right. That's, that's my belief. I haven't been there. You know, I've heard stories about Project uh, Fishbowl and you know, and sky ice and, and everything. But a lot of flat earthers believe that it's a physical dome because you can't break the second law of thermodynamics, having no pressure, you know, or low pressure next to high pressure without a physical barrier. But I don't believe that space is a vacuum. So that kind of maybe negates the need for a physical dome. It could be an energetic dome. What if it's something like a, an energetic dome, sure, or Magnetic. something, or something more dynamic, like a, a, almost like a sentient membrane. I'm just out there with thoughts. Yeah, that so. is out there. <laughs> well, you know, do you know the story about the sky ice, right? I don't know if I do. The Will blue you? ice stuff. The blue ice. Yeah, stuff? the blue, the blue yeah. sky ice. Yeah. The, the the videos are linked to my app under under what about Antarctica, and. Basically, they talk about this this sky ice that they get from the outer lands. Well, that would make sense if they were trying to drill it out of the dome. And it's this blue ice that is uh, sky blue, and it's super cold. They can't even transport it out of Antarctica because they can't keep it cold enough, and it doesn't melt. It shrinks and disappears. Kind of like the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> They were they, there's a story, you know, again, secondhand information that they had a tunneling machine and they were drilling into it, you know, into the mountain or the bottom of the dome. And they were drilling, I don't know, for a year or longer or somewhere so a long period of time. And as they were digging, the, the, the hole behind them started to close in so they couldn't get the tunneling machine out. And finally, they had to abandon it. And they left it, and then within a year, the entire tunnel closed up, kind of like a wound would heal. And then See, it was that's just compelling embedded to me. Yeah, that is compelling, and that furthers my idea. It's just, it's just this weirdness in me that thinks everything's got a sentience to it. <laughs> that you know, in nature, you create whether and 
and this is a bigger idea, whether or not what's nature and what's not nature, but in the idea of nature as we know it, you create a hole and it, it wants to close it. Our skin does this, it, it heals. And so why wouldn't whatever this phenomena is that we're living within be somehow connected to that process? You know what gets me? Do you remember, you guys remember Animal House, right? Yes. I remember they're, the, they're smoking with the professor and the professor's talking about how there the entire cosmos can be in a fingernail, right? <laughs> well, the more I look at the flat earth, I'm like, wait a minute. Are we literally in one cell of a larger being? You know, it, it's it. I, I don't even want to go there, but it's just like. It's possible. What is this place? It's very possible. I mean, I've heard that theory before. Um, I even heard someone say that uh, Earth was the heart chakra of, like, the way she explained it was that the galaxy is a being, you know, or the solar system is a being, rather, and all the planets re represent one of the chakras. It was kind of Indian stuff, you know, Indian mysticism, but... That's it's it's entirely possible that we're part of some larger. Well, we are. I mean, on a macro scale, we are part of a larger organism. If you want to look at the universe as an organism, whatever the universe is, right? Is it is it that big? You know, the because the way I understand planets is they are within the Earth system. There's no more solar system. Yeah. Everything that we see is within the Earth system. And I don't believe any of the lights that we see in the sky are actually physical. I think they're non-physical because mm -hmm. that's the maybe the heavenly realm. Perhaps. What about the moon? Is that, that's local, right? Um, yeah, it's within the Earth system. Just go out when there's a moon during the day or at night when there's a full moon and mm -hmm. uh, spotted clouds. And you'll see that the moon only lights up the clouds right near it and not the ones far away. Right. Well, that's impossible, you know, if it was a distant light. Same goes for when the sun shines through the clouds and you see the rays come down at like this angle, like right. a 25 degree angle. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Right. And um, when there's a new moon, no one ever has seen it for under in like less than 40 or 42 hours or something, almost two full days. And so you can argue, well, the sun's too bright and it's too close to the sun and you're not going to see it. But mm -hmm. when there's a, when you're in a totality of a solar eclipse, the earth shine should be, you know, six times brighter minimum than the moonshine is. And you could read by a moon by moonlight. So why doesn't the earth shine light up the disc of the moon? And you can see it when there's a total eclipse. No one's ever seen it with any camera from any angle ever. So I don't believe that that's actually what we're seeing, you know, is, is a physical moon going in front of a physical sun. You know, I remember back in 2017, who was it? Karen, what's her name? Madroni? Madroni? I forget her name. She was a flat earther on YouTube. I forget her name. I'm sorry. But she photographed the eclipse and she actually had pictures of like, you could see the crater of the new moon uh, against the sun. Which you know, I, I saw one picture that came from some globe trolls. Mm -hmm. And after putting it in photo forensics, it, it, was, it turned out to be fake. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, you, you follow Crow777, right? Yeah. 
Good, good friend of mine. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Crow will stand up all day and say eclipses are. There's no moon there. There's, that's not what's causing it. He's. I, I almost. I have a slight. I don't want to say disagreement with him, but because my concept of what the eclipse might be mm-hmm. is it. You know, the sun and the moon that we see, I believe, are projected into our Earth's system, into the mm-hmm. sky screen. I'll call it. Mm-hmm. And so the real sun is behind the firmament or within the firmament, you know, on the other side of the firmament. Right. It's projected. Okay. So, so the moon is on the other side of the firmament also, and the moon is lit up. It's being projected into our reality and we see it. The sun's always lit up. So it's always projected into our reality, into our reality. But when the moon goes into new, Mm -hmm. it's still there next to the sun, but it's not lit. So there's nothing to project. So there's nothing for us to see. There's nothing being projected onto the sky screen. And then when the moon goes in front of the sun mm-hmm. behind it, we're never going to see the moon approach the sun or exit. We're just going to see the moon block the sun. Right. Right. I could be totally wrong. It could be a total node point. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I can, I understand what his, his, uh, his theory on that with the nodes with the uh, Rahu and K- Kato with K2. K2, yeah. K2. Yeah, I mean I get that. It's just that no one's ever filmed any of those things. And if they were there, you would think by now someone would have pictures of them. Not that they're not there. I mean, I don't know. Well, if there's no light coming off of them, how can you take a picture of them? You know, Crow says the only thing we can say about those things in the sky is their lights. lights. Yep, I agree. Because if they weren't lights, we wouldn't see them. So, what about the changing like I've noticed in my lifetime stars no well yeah, that too but one of the big things I've noticed is I definitely and I look back at photographs not that that's any real proof but I remember the sunlight being more yellow and it's definitely a whole different experience these days and then I I could go way into woo land with stuff I'm experiencing with the sun. It feels to me sometimes like it's a almost like a, a light bulb. I know I don't even know what to say how well, to back it, it act, up. It acts like a light bulb. You think about it. You know, sun the sun makes plants grow, and so does a fluorescent light. A fire makes plants shrivel up and die. So, you know, are we are we ninety three million miles away from a fire that just we're in the Goldilocks zone? Are you kidding me? It's the dumbest thing ever. You know, what happens when the sun is 4 million miles closer to us in our, why is it our winter when that happens? Right. It's because so that 66.6 degree tilt, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I prove people don't realize you can tilt the earth, but since it's a ball, the spin is also tilt. Right. So sunrise in the summer should be freezing cold but it's not it's hot and high noon in the winter should be warmer than sunrise in the summer but it's not it's freezing cold yeah that's always bothered me the fact that it could be 99 degrees outside and 100 degrees out the sun on you and then it goes it sets and you're instantly freezing you know it's like that heat still coming at the earth and if it was 93 million miles away it would be covering the whole earth that was, you know, in front of it. So, yeah, I don't, that bothers me. That always has. Yeah, and it's moonlight, hard to reconcile. I know. And uh, I've actually experimented with moonlight. Moonlight's definitely colder. In, uh, I've done it. Yeah. And, and the problem I have with that is 
there's 99 different ways to get a false positive. Huh. So, but if you do it right, it works. But people, you know, are put setting up like a cardboard cover, like a foot over the land. Well, you just created an insulation pocket right, right. where it's going to get warmer. You got to do it in the middle of nowhere, you know, with something that's not retaining any heat that's, you know, vertical. So it's not stopping insulating the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I know, I know. I've, I've gone through all these experiments myself. It's been a very interesting journey. So, um, well, what, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Jerry. Not going on. Well, okay. So when I was looking at one of the things I'm curious about, and I haven't been in a plane in a long time because I, I just don't like flying, but I can tell you that I never really know. And I've been flying my, I flew a lot when I was younger. Me too. Uh, and I didn't notice any curvature. So, and this is way before I even knew what, that this was going to be a situation, flat earth versus globe earth. And I'm wondering about the imagery we see that is allegedly from planes that is not a fisheye lens. So is there some sort of a... Yeah, the windows are curved. Is, is it the, yeah, concave? Is there something going on with the windows in a plane? Yeah, they're a little curved, and especially the edges have, have just a little curve, and just that little bit will do it. But the other thing is, you got to remember that you see in a circle, you see the same distance in all directions. So if you plotted that out, it creates a flat circle, and your brain is telling you that's a sphere just out of programming. Mm. You know, I had a I took a picture of my dining room table when the, the light was just right where there was a shadow on it and I blurred out the background and it looked like a big sphere. It just looked like a sphere. And then when I told people, no, that's a table, they're like, oh, now I see it. So it's all what you're programmed to believe. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely get behind all that for sure. That, that how uh, perceptions, everything and yeah we've been domesticated and all of this too we've been grown up on theories that have actually never been proven our whole house that we stand in is crumbling yeah. under old theories especially do, history do you guys think that this is the granddaddy of all secrets well it's if it's there. it's <laughs> gotta be i mean seriously why would this not Okay, I have so many real questions here about why all the secrecy in Antarctica, first of all. Because because the truth will be found if, we were, if we're allowed to explore Antarctica. Yes. It's why and they got rid of airships. Yep. And it's why the treaty's in place. And that's where I started with this was wh why in my questioning of, okay, why? And then when I went to who and I, I started to, you know, this when I realized, okay, so we have this testimony from Admiral Byrd and then all these other people, we are so American based over here in America, but there's there are Russian people talking about this. There are other countries talking about this stuff and we get so American centric with our information here uh, that there's compelling stuff from everywhere when I started to dig around, which I was shocked to find. So I guess, okay, let's, for people that don't know who you are, David, how did you even come to this? Didn't you grow up thinking the earth was a globe? 
No, I was taught the earth was flat from birth. Kidding me? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky bastard. (laughs) Same way everyone came into it, kicking and screaming, not wanting to look and trying to debunk it. Yeah. So what was the, and this is just a little bit of background for people that may not know who you are. Really, what was the moment where you started to say, okay, this, this isn't adding up? Well, it went after the number one indoctrinated proof from, you know, Bill Lye, the lying guy with the bow tie, uh, where boats go over the curve. Now, if the earth was a ball, boats would disappear from the bottom up as they go over it. But I started looking into it and I'm like, okay, I found out the curvature formula. And then I started watching all these videos we can see too far. Then uh, I started doing my own experiments and we can see too far. There's no curvature. So, you know, I looked at the, you know, the Bedford level experiment. I was like, all right, we can do better than six miles. And there's, there's countless videos now just showing we can see too far. So the question is, how many stretches of flat water does it take to make a sphere? How many what? Stretches of water. Stretches of flat water. Does it take to make, how many straight lines does it take to make a sphere, a circle? The answer is it doesn't, it's flat. And how can water remain level on a curve? Yeah, well, there's no curvature. So that (laughs) there alone did it. And then, you know, I started looking into, you know, the space being a vacuum next to high pressure. That made no sense. Then I, the one that really got me was airplanes taking off from like Northern Alaska and flying to Ecuador. How do they land on a runway in Ecuador that's moving sideways at a thousand miles an hour? <laughs> that, yeah. So that, some of that stuff just, I can't reconcile like this. But then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Toilets spin the other way in, in Australia. Therefore, the earth is a spinning ball, right? And I'm like, that's that's the best they have. That's what the ballers come at you with. And so then we I did some checking and it's not true. They don't spin the other way. It's, yeah, there's so much here. I hear, I often hear people who say when they've climbed large mountains and stuff that they see the curvature. What? what's going on with that? Like, I mean, if they're saying they see it with their, I mean, I don't know what to say, you know, they're seeing in a circle and they're imagining a giant ball earth. Mm -hmm. That's all the brain. When you look out, you're, you're seeing the edge of your vision is a circle. Let's say, uh, you know, you're standing on a mountain, you have 360 degree view and you can see a hundred miles, just 10 miles, hundred miles. doesn't matter. That, that's the point where the sky merges with the ground and that's your horizon. So if you're looking forward at 12 o'clock, let's say it's you know 10 miles away, doesn't matter. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, all the way around, you're seeing 10 miles in each direction. So if you plotted that line, that's a circle, okay? So you're seeing a flat circle, but your brain is telling you that's the edge of the horizon on a ball. It's, a, it's just a simple perception and programming and programming yeah right imagine if you brought up taught that the earth is flat stationary everything's just how we see it and then dave weiss gets online and says no 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 it's a ball we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour 
or orbiting at 66,000 miles an hour, chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour. That's moving sideways. But all the stars are so far away that they reset every year and there's no parallax. And, and the you know, constellations stay I mean, the could same. Could you right? imagine how hard it would be to convince people? It would be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's so much here, and this is why I find it so compelling. I uh, th so for me, there there seems to be, as I alluded to earlier, a really on the greater level of this, there's something spiritual going on here, and that's where I was trying to get my chops into with all this fodder. Is what is that? Because we saw, as I mentioned earlier, we, we heard and we've seen that the tower, the whole Tower of Babel had that situation where they wanted to get up to the firmament. We hear it in lots of old tomes, this language. We see it in the a lot of Gnostic works and illuminated works uh, and in Vedic stuff. Oh, man, it's in lots of uh, old Indian stuff, too. And so I am finding myself trying to put my spiritual glasses on and I'm not of any sect or, or a specific religion. I'm just a deeply connected person to my experience that I find myself being spiritual. Uh, and it does seem to me like there's something bigger going on with this whole idea and not only with the idea of the fuckery that's going on that's being perpetuated and and uh the social engineering the mind virus that's going around our domestication that's happened over hundreds of years all that's at play and which this which mind virus exactly my tico mind christianity virus, what all of it the yeah. mind virus that what you are experiencing and can experience and tap into is not right and real and right. so there seems to be something bigger going on and that's what i chase this this is a a you said it's spiritual this is a a uh, energetic spiritual war that's going on and they're literally feeding off of our fear and our energy and um it's getting it's getting worse so People, the way they're getting yes. away with it is people don't even believe that this that's a thing, uh, but but it is. And I, I make the analogy of the movie The Matrix with Keanu Reeves. At the beginning, Neo is depressed. He's you know in his bed. He's something. He knows something's wrong with the world, and it's because his mind is separated from his soul's journey. Okay, his soul knows the truth, but his mind is trapped in the Matrix. Yeah, and. Then if you look at the Neo at the end of the movie, he found out who he is, where he is, what he is, and he takes back his power and realizes the power of his mind and that nobody has dominion over him. So that's what's going on right now. They're literally trying to steal our souls and uh, with the soul lure system. Yeah. So. Well, well this is. Soul lure. It, it well, it's in it's in all the tomes too, and this like this idea of the souls are the real currency here, and um, soul soul mining, and it's it's in pop culture everywhere. It seems to be in lots of sci-fi, and it's it's just embedded. It's baked into the experience we have here. Yeah, but Doctor Brian way, Cox says there's no soul. <laughs> 
and but and this is why Dr. Lionbox. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like that one. But this is why I'm always asking what people's guests here on the show or others are like what what is soul to you? You know, a lot of times we just have to get on the same page with language. Look at how language has been completely usurped and co-opted and and turned inverse, really. Right. There's a um, a website that uh, has this information on souls. I'll try to find it and I'll throw it in the chat. It's a 10 minute read on question and answers on what a soul is. And it is fascinating in my mind. What's, kind of gave, what's his name? Um, I, 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 let me find it. Okay, I, I, no, but no hurry. I was trying to find bookmarks. it Um. All right, continue and I'll find it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's all right. Continue. Is it Lone or Wolf? Do... No, it's um like Doctor something. Okay, I'll let you find Marks. it. Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Doctor Wilson. It's oh, it's a drlwilson.com. Got it. But um, I'll put it in the chat. Oh, can you make me a moderator? Yeah. Where are you? I am here. Boom. D-I-T-R-H. I don't see you. So everybody listening, um, save this bookmark and then just read it. it it's like at first you'd be like, well, and then it has like question and answer on what a soul is and, and why they're so special. Do you see my... Uh, yeah, you're, so, you're, you're good to go. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. So there it is. And Jerry, you'll send that to me in Discord. Yes, ma'am. Thank because yes, I'm not mistress. in the chat. <laughs> well, this is, and this is why I'm always trying to get people on the same page with this stuff. What, what are these? What, it, what are we talking about? And let's get on the same page before we start. Wait, wait, wait! Deeper. I don't see the link yet. Um, I put it in. I'll put it in again. Did you hit answer? Um, I it, it goes in. It doesn't show me as a moderator until I put it in. Then it shows me as a moderator. Hmm. There it is. I got it. Oh, you got it? Is it in? Yep, got it. Thank you. All right. There you go. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Your what hurts? I got it. Okay. So, okay, so yeah, and back so back to the language and the language of the soul. This is I think this is where my journey started when I was very, very, very young and trying to understand that. What, what is that which is separate from everything else that I'm experiencing from my own flesh, from my identity alone? And so then when we spring forward to getting to where we are here with this concept of what is this plane we are walking on? And that's one of the things that I find very fascinating with the flat earth idea is when you look at it through, say, earlier tomes, and we could certainly throw in the canon in there because I consider it a tome. The idea of planes of reality, planes of consciousness is out there. And it's part of the, the, verbiage in the world prior to i don't know now because i don't know what people people think of planes of they think planes they think the things that fly but 
planes are planes of reality, pl dimensional planes. Flat Earth is a plane of reality. And there are a set of whatever you want to call them and however you want to ascribe them, angelic orders for each plane and each realm. And uh, this is when we start seeing ideas that come into our legal system, like dominion and principalities, entities. This is all tied up in everything that we are experiencing in this realm, in this plane. And so this becomes a very deep concept when one starts viewing it from that perspective, in my opinion. Switching sideways a little bit. I'm sure you guys saw the inauguration nonsense, but what do you think about the parallels or not even parallels, the mimicking of the Hunger Games? Unbelievable how it, it blatant. It, 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 there's no way you can say that it was a coincidence. There's no possibility. It's, it, it, it's too blatant. Lady Gaga with the dress and everything. <laughs> amazing. And, and, the and the pen, yeah, the mocking <laughs> like, It's unreal. So what, what is that? Are they just mocking us or is that literally wizardry they're pulling off? Both. Well, look yeah. at David. Most people get all triggered and crazy when you even say that. And it's like so obvious. And so I think that the mind spell these uh this nlp all this programming is has really worked at a deep level for a lot of people where you can say that and you can show the photos back to back and you can pose the question it's not a coincidence and these people are intelligent they're it's not a coincidence and uh so for those of us that understand this yeah it's completely obvious and it's in our faces but this is the thing when you're talking about a spiritual person as opposed to other types of people. A spiritual person actually sees these things clearly. The I don't want to name I don't want to throw out names, but other types of personalities. Carrie Cassidy, I'm sorry. Other types of personalities <laughs> will will dilute that and say, well you know and go into the math of well it is a coincidence and you're crazy for saying this i'm trying to be careful actually with my language here um too late yeah. you already said fuckery i know well that's not gonna that's not in trouble but the oh. thing is it's so obvious it's so blatant that it's amazing me the people that are get triggered and say throw us in the conspiracy land when how how can you approach those images alone just the images alone and say this is a coincidence you, you know it's funny it's not funny it's but the sleeping people can't see it no matter what you show them they just won't see it so is it to literally make us go crazy so they can steal more energy from us i mean i'm not putting a lot of energy into it but a lot of people are and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of angst and I think that's what they want but I think it's beyond that I, I think that they're literally trying to encant their reality this is the reality that they want you know oh, like yeah. I never understood uh, oh I it took me a long time to understand I'm like they want to go to war in the Middle East why did they have to pull off the New York event why they have the keys to all the jet fighters just go 
right? But they need us to bang the the war drums. And I banged the war drums right after 9-11. I was like, yeah, let's get those fuckers. So it's this is literally, you know, they, because we have God-given free will, this is my belief, that they need us to give them permission to do all the things that they do. And they do it to the, you know, where they've told us, they've shown us, and if we don't say no, we're saying yes. That's well, that's the thing. The consent is a very it's big a deal here. Tacit consent. Yep. Yes. And we see it in its and it's again, it's in all the old tomes, it's in the magical scripts, it's everywhere where you have to get consent. The devil needs your consent, so to speak, and like hoodoo. Agreed. Everybody there? Yeah. I was typing in chat. I'm sorry. I was trying to silence my crazy poodles. Yes. <laughs> the poodle caboodle. Uh, we have a hater that. So is, you, you, uh, were, you had asked Dave a question. I forget what it was, like how we got into it. Was that it? Well, we're looking at how we've spun into where we are. And that this to me is definitely lots of, this is a great, I'm calling it, of course, ritual theater, all of it. And this is a black mass of sorts. And for people that don't understand the dynamics of functioning magic, even from ceremonial stuff that we see in, in common religions or common orders, like uh, the Masonic layout where you have the Tyler and there's all this stuff that has... Uh, there's rhyme and reason to everything there's an order to it there's math involved and that's part of this whole flat earth plane situation too there's math involved here and a lot of this math to me makes complete sense now whereas i think a lot of people think that if you pull up to it that you're just gonna David, you know the old school image where it's like a block and you see the 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 boat going over the side, right? In like the 1500s of the flat earth map. Yeah, like go, going over the side of the, the... Yeah, yeah, the flat earth society image. Yes. Yes, yes, exactly. And um, actually, let's pause here and will you give us a couple comments on that? About the, the, uh, the... The disinformation... Yeah, the disinformation, I mean, the Flat Earth Society was the original disinformation site. You know, I, re I remember when uh, Johnny Carson was on and the guy uh, from the Flat Earth Society was on and, you know, telling a story how he almost fell off the end and he grabbed onto a rock. And basically he just impounded in everyone's minds, you know, the joke of the Flat Earth. And uh, it did a good job. It worked for decades. But, you know, there was a resurgence. But now the the latest technique they have, because... Flat Earth has always been around. And as you guys know, with my Ruth interview, uh, I believe that everybody in the early 1900s knew the Earth was flat, you know, up to 1930 even. And the, um, what was I going to say? The, what they're doing now, so then the internet came around and I think Flat Earth kind of got out a little faster than they expected. Because, you know, in 1970, if I had a group of friends and we thought the Earth was flat, who are we going to tell? What are we going to do, write letters? You know, put stamps on them. <laughs> so, so now, um, now, uh, 
where, where they're going with that. Um, they uh, how the information gets around. Yeah, oh, yeah. so the information. Yeah, where are they going with that? Thank you. Um, where is I going with that? Just had a brain fart. So the flat Earth Society oh, yeah. and the disinfo. Yeah, yeah. So so now what they're doing is they're flooding YouTube with crap videos. There's like a hundred new videos a day of just crap. Just like, you know, they're taking turds in the punch bowl so you can't find any fruit anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's this one troll channel. It's this this, this horrid woman. Uh, and I, I use the word woman, you know, loosely, where she's got like 400,000 subs now, I think, but she's only getting like 30 views, but every title says flat earth in it. And it's not even about flat earth. Mm. So any, any new person that's searching flat earth just finds horrid stuff and their brains is like, oh, I'm, I'm not searching this. This is no fun. So yeah. that's why I encourage everybody Take your old videos, take other people's old videos, re-upload them, change them, edit them, make clips of them. Just let's fight back with, you know, good stuff. Make a good thumbnail when you put it up because, you know, they, they're putting up just crap. So that's why I created the app, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, because it bypasses all of that nonsense. So. This is, and we're further down this reality now than we ever were with the silencing of credible information. And one of the old psyops is to come in and flood the gates with disinfo to make everything look crazy. Yep. And that, and it's, it's bothersome because as a person looking, you'll, you'll get, tied into some of it you know like it's all bollocks of course this is the point and then the way now the algorithms work it will it's pushing this is without cancel culture the algorithms are just pushing all the real info way far into the dirt where it's really super hard to find and then now on top of it we are living again once again in a culture that is silencing any other voice that's not pulling up to the standard narrative, pulling up to what the overlords want to be put out through the Mockingbird media and all their cronies. And this technocracy, this crazy boot to the face and fist to the, you know, it's, it's rough. It's rougher than ever. And so just having this type of conversation is now a dangerous thing. Like at what point do normal people not wake up and say, this is crazy. We should be able to sit here and, and talk about theories that question narratives and other theories that everything's based on without worrying about legalities without worrying about having our whole world shut down and taken away from us and and worse being thrown into education camps that you know we're seeing happening and popping up this is a big deal and it starts with stuff like this questioning the actual math and grid of the earth we're on Agreed. It's, you know, since you guys have found 
out that were not on a on a ball has your life gotten better it hasn't gotten any worse <laughs> we're seekers we're seekers in yeah. search i always have been and i've always been an outcast anyway so yeah, me too. of of sorts and so it it hasn't changed for me because i've always questioned reality and i'm fortunate because i came into the world in that way where it was okay to question reality and I, that was all right but i have certainly been friends with a lot of people and friends with a lot of people that seem to not do that and now at the level in which we're immersed i'm seeing this is you know now we're at you, you snitch on your neighbors you snitch on your family members you snitch on your friends we're seeing that narrative play out again and so it's more dangerous than ever and yeah it's now affecting my world in that kind of a way where i'm like who can i even though i'm out there big time all over talking about all this stuff it's still like who do i actually trust now you know who's actually who are who is buying all of this stuff to the point where they want to like feel like they need to snitch on anything I'm doing or try and shut me up in ways besides just muting me, which is what we should do in a free culture. You know, bring back the hand, talk to the hand reality instead of destroy someone's whole life and shut them up and then possibly have them re-educated which is being pushed forward and not only that when we're talking about all this stuff how what i was talking about earlier david was how everything's being weaponized so these concepts are being weaponized by the language alone the word green should not be a weapon and yet it is anything i see green i now know it has a dollar sign on it, it has an agenda behind it is a corporate uh, powerhouse of something I don't want and don't stand for, but I'm all for, I'm a, I'm all for humanity and natural things and all that. So in essence, I stand for what green really stands for, but it doesn't stand for that anymore. So we've gone through the looking glass, right? Yeah. It's in verse. At what point do we start to unwind this? Because it's it's actually at a point where it's so absurd and we're all saying this idiocracy's a documentary <laughs> yep especially now right now yeah yeah right right now we are literally in the middle of 1984 fahrenheit 451 idiocracy soiling green mad max hunger games lord of the flies animal farm <laughs> the matrix brave new world and they live have yes. you seen that venn diagram in brazil and Brazil. What's that? Have you seen that Venn diagram? That's what uh, I was just looking meme? at. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a funny yeah. meme. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. It's a funny meme, but it's true. It's scary. It's and true. the nervous it's funny. Because it's, it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. That reminds me. Did you know Brazil is part of a trilogy of movies? I think I did know that. Yeah. Time Bandits, Brazil, yep. and yep, yep. Uh, Munchausen. Yeah. I got to watch those again. I haven't seen them in many years. Yeah, me neither. So I see someone's asking about Southern star rotation. Yeah, it was Rufus Cat. Yeah, so that's a great question. And and the way I the first thing I want to say is the optics of the sky are 
uh, something that's beyond our reach. And there's many explanations for what's going on up there. You guys have seen when uh, somebody draws a uh, arrow on the wall and then you look at it through an empty glass and it's pointing to the left and you pour water in the glass and it's pointing to the right. Yes. So, so you've seen that. So um, there's some, there's some videos that people have done with glass domes and spinning stars over them. And when you look, the stars spin in different directions on either side of the glass. And it kind of uh, matches the time lapses from the north and the equator and the south. And there, so there's a whole bunch of explanations. But uh, on my app, under Southern Star Rotations, all those videos are there. And there's really more than one answer um, for why they appear to spin in the opposite direction. But it, you know, it what it does show you is there's more than one answer, and and being upside down on a globe it, is not one of them. And see, that's again at the source of all this. When you can propose something logically that questions the predominant or prevailing theory that everyone's buying into, that should be enough for any sane person or any reasonable person to start well, looking into it further, right? There, there's people that you know will see something and say that's the only answer. Like, hey, I watched the sun set over the Pacific Ocean from the bottom up. Therefore, we're on a spinning ball. But they don't take into account the atmospheric deck of, of, you know, opaque atmosphere that compresses into the horizon with a sun that's above it. So just like a sun, you know, going behind a building, you know, that's way over your head, it'll set from the bottom up as it goes beyond that building. Now you move that building 40 miles away, the top of that building compresses into the, into the, into the horizon. You can't tell the difference. And the sun just goes beyond it at that distance. And then people say, well, if that was the case, the sun would get smaller and smaller. The problem is the sun sets, the sun that we see sets fairly close to us. And because it's already above us, when it's moving away, its reduction in size isn't that much. But as it does reduce in size, it's also being magnified by the atmosphere at the same time. However, if you're in a place like uh, there's a, a video from the high plains in Africa where it's super dry, super clear, the sun goes down, 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 it stops, and then it shrinks into a little dot as it goes away across the plain. It's clear as day, and it's yeah. under my sunsets videos on the app. I, when I started, I studied painting for years in three different colleges and pr taking perspective perspective classes were uh, the first moment I started to actually really get involved with the ideas of geometry and looking at the world outside of um, manuscripts and all the other stuff I was interested in, but having to sit out and do landscapes and all this in perspective class. And it was, that was the very first time where I said, I, this isn't, this isn't Illinois too, Flatland, USA. Uh, and I asked, I was asking my instructor at the time if I wanted to do more 
macro stuff and get a little more surrealistic, you know, with the laws of perspective that were being taught, the math stuff there, I couldn't reconcile how to how to get that without artificially getting it. So I wasn't seeing it in the landscape in which we were supposed to do the applied perspective, the applied math towards the actual physical landscape. And he said, you know, he basically just said, yeah, well that, you know, it's, you're not going to see that visually, you have to create it. And that was kind of like one of those light bulb moments for me. And what's funny is later in when I lived in Atlanta, I was living with my mom at the time in, in Marietta, Georgia, and uh, an artist there, Lincoln Stone, who uh, on Marietta Square, who was quite famous in his own right, but he made these, he got some contract with something that made globe balls for tourists. I don't know if it was for NASA or wherever, but I was in there helping him in the studio. And I always thought it was so funny because we'd just swish in a little blue, a little green, a little white, and fluff it around. And I made the comment to Lincoln that this reminded me of all the different slides of photos of the alleged globe, how they never, the pictures are all different, David, of the globe, of the earth, like the, the, the pictures we've seen, the official pictures. If you, if you look, Na yeah. NASA just announced, yeah, it's like the other day, that they found uh, seven more Earth-sized planets around some Trappist star. And the pictures they show you, people just believe that those are pictures. So a couple of years ago, I took a bunch of you know, photos of the bottoms of frying pan pots and just dirt, you know, just different textures and put them behind a mask, a circular mask with a little shadow. And then we showed them on some show I was on as new planets that NASA found, right? And we mixed in some of NASA's planets and nobody could tell the difference, which ones were frying pans and which ones were NASA's planets. <laughs> it's, it's just trickery. It's so much trickery. Right. Well, almost everything. This is also the conflation of CGI, artist rendering and photographs and images. Like they use those things interchangeably when they describe space objects that they put in the news. So, you know, like you said, the, the Trappist, uh, the seven planets they call them Trappist, they had, you know, artist rendering. Artists, what do they call it? Artists, uh, you know what I'm saying. Rendering? Right? Uh, artist rendering. It was the artist's conception of what it would look like and then put into CGI, and that's what they publish. And that's what they put out as a, these new pictures, you know. There's no fucking pictures of those planets. They're, they're dots on a radiograph or something, you know. They got radio waves or x-rays or some type of alleged frequency that they measured in some kind of device like the Hubble, if that even exists, you know, and then from that, they extrapolated what they look like. And then an artist drew a CGI planet size thing of it, but it's actually a dot on a screen somewhere, you know, it's three points of data. It's that that's the, the, the trickery that's going on in my mind. Right. Like, if you look at this picture, I'll show you, Dave. I put it in the chat already. These are the planets that they allegedly found. Right? Yeah, they are. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not what they saw. This artist concept shows what they may look like. Okay. 
that doesn't that's, mean anything, you know? Right. Well, that's what they did with that Oumuamua, too. Yes, right? exactly. So whatever that is, wherever it's coming from, they showed us an artist rendering of a rock, and then they tell us it's not, you know, that this is an artist rendering, and then they, the language and the descriptions of it that have changed since then are not of a rock. And so, but the thing is, when you start dealing with people that are trying to put forth credible arguments, they're giving you this kind of information. I mean, this was the whole, this is like a whole issue here is if we're getting information that is supposed to be factual from disinformation sources that are coming from agencies and entities, mostly corporate, that have an interest in keeping us in and on this wheel of slavery. Why is it that, that there's so much trust in that? And so there's plenty of evidence outside of that paradigm. And yet you can argue till you're blue with people and they'll still continue to throw up this same old tired ass information that's not based anywhere in in a reasonable argument that's not funded by one of these organizations that is controlling us and this is where my mind just gets in this noodle looping like how do you get like again it comes down to we can't show people what they don't want to see and the functionality of their the neuro networking and how we are pro we're, our minds are problem solving and they're pattern seeking and once in the job of artists and the job of visionaries writers and such is to create that which can't be seen and then once you can do that this is a wizardry power in the old world once you can do that you have a great deal of power because you've now created something whether it's false or not that people can see and then buy into and this is why i say there's something bigger going on there's something spiritual going on whether it is something eating us energetically what whatever it is there's a bigger narrative here that's keeping us in this slavery loop and at the core of so much of this lies antarctica agreed the it's it's just the deception the mind control is so strong i find it the most fascinating thing where things can be right in front of people's faces and they just can't see them they taught us the earth was a ball before we could speak i mean half of us had you know solar system mobiles over our cribs nasa sheets you know all the cartoons from the teletubbies sesame street are all ball programming all of the movies, cartoons, space, you know, the Jetsons, Star Wars, Star Trek. It's all to make us think we live on a ball. It's all to keep us lost, spinning out of control in space. And some people just don't have the ability to um, let that go and deprogram themselves from this comfortable world, which they think they live in. It's, you know, you can lead a man to flat water, but you can't make him think critically about the shape of the earth. 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. We'll see. In one of your vi the video, I can't remember where I was just like, oh, my God, this man's great. Um, but I think it was early on with your video of or your pre it might have been a presentation. I, I don't know now. Uh, but with the water stuff, with the horizon and all that, I mean, to me, that is just such a solid argument. And yet I see, I see crazy disinformation around it. And this is not even, and this is from flat earth society. So not, not even from the ballers. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, you know, I, I've been doing, you know, over 20 interviews a week and I go, I, I, the, my favorite shows, not that this isn't my favorite show, but my favorite shows are the shows that think flat earth is the dumbest stuff in the world. Right. And I don't even prepare for those shows because I know that I'm going to get hit with Flat Earth 101, boats over the horizon, sticks and shadows, seasons, day and night, sunsets, you know, the whole thing. So it, it, I'm so confident that I offer the Flat Earth app challenge, you know, watch the video every day for two weeks and then you'll know that you don't live on a ball. But if you think you still do and you have just one proof of the ball that I will refund your $2.99 and I'll give you a full Bitcoin, okay? I'm that confident. Oh and so far, I'm not even getting in arguments with people. No one's sending me anything. They're not, you know, they're, I'm getting nothing because as you guys know, there's nothing that just works on a ball. There's some things that work on both, you know, navigating by the North Star that works on both. You want to go west? Yes. Just keep the North Star off your right shoulder. You want to go east? Keep it off your left shoulder. Yeah. Period. That works on a ball and on a flat earth. So. Yeah. A whole is... Bitcoin? A whole <laughs> Bitcoin. Oh now, you're, now you're like, hmm, let me think. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. No. <laughs> I got it... my own Bitcoins. Yeah. But it, it is funny because you get to, you dig down enough, um, you dig into enough of these theories that are creating the foundation in which we're all allegedly agreeing to and working from that are still theories. And we could talk about, like I said, why they're, why they have been pushed forward, but at the center of so many of them is this. And uh, that's something I've run into time and again. And it's like you, where you say, I don't know what's up there above that and all this. That's, I, I agree. I, that's why I keep so much stuff on the table. But it's also where I find it's the most fruitful to get philosophical with it and to try and open up those, uh, I guess, intuitive psychic doors of self and knowing by pondering into what could be possible. This is what has kept me going my whole life. And the ideas of, of what could be possible are immense. And in the end, I guess, at the end of the day, so to speak, it's all very mystical. It's all very magical. And I don't understand this desire to have the world so closed in and the, the desire to, to not engage the mystery in a way that's curious and wanting to know more. And that's what I see with I'm, all these people. 
Yeah. I'm really fascinated with the trolls that show up in the chats and the comments and the ones that comment on everyone, you know, respond to all the comments, you know, flat earth is stupid. Dave voice is a scammer, whatever it is, you go to their channels and there's zero content. There's nothing. There's not a video. There's no, no playlist, nothing. And my favorite comment is, you know what? I might have to reconsider this flat earth thing. Cause you have a nice list of all of the globe proofs on your channel. And then everybody goes to their channel and sees, but it's so it's, so amazing that to me people so resistant to looking at evidence I, I just don't understand how they're not able to do it maybe they're npcs i'm not sure well there's a whole bunch there's definitely bots and then shills and and npcs I mean, there are a whole bunch and i try to i have noticed this as well there i mean there are a lot of people out there that have big voices behind uh you don't know who they are there's no content at all and they have big voices calling out people and so i i i don't understand that dynamic and i oftentimes have to question that dynamic as well however i just at this point i don't even care when we're talking about these things in a philosophical way. And I find that that's a good way to approach the world around us, don't you think, is to just kind of let go and ponder. And then when you stumble upon solid, solid stuff, you know, that you can actually put your feet on, right? And go, okay, this, at least for right now, this math is working out. This is working out in the way I experience it in the field. And we can move further into that like i'm one of those people that thinks quantum theory and etheric stuff so the tesla stuff and the einstein stuff has a bridge somewhere and i've gotten into so many debates where they just don't there's no bridge you're either one or the other and i think ultimately there is a bridge but what if einstein is wrong well i'm not suggesting that he's not wrong and what i'm suggesting is bollocks with all that is that we've built a foundation on his theories that have never been proven well, right well that just goes into the whole standard model thing the standard model of physics is incorrect but well, all I'm current talking, science is built upon that that's what i'm saying yeah. that's what i'm saying is we there's somehow that's been pushed and uh einstein was a moron yeah pretty much well, that's what Tesla said. I mean, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, fuzzy haired crackpot. I married am, his cousin. Married his cousin. <laughs> worked in a patent office. I love that. The Tesla stuff is definitely where my, where I, I flow. But I think that there could be something to some of the stuff that Einstein brought forward. And when I start looking like at entanglement and, uh, you know, the whole spooky action there's something there for me i don't know what it is i don't know how it will bridge with a theory field theory and all this i don't know where it can bridge but for some reason when we look at causality loops and we look at stuff that we can't conceive yet my mind says there might be a bridge there so i don't i don't throw it off the table but i'm also one that says these are theories and we shouldn't be throwing a flag of conviction on these theories. And so. Yep, gravity's still a theory. Right. Right. And then, but the, the, the people that will 
you know, you pick something up and throw it down. So there's like a, there's a localness to it that where it works and it makes sense. But then, then there's not when you start pulling out and get the macro view of this, it does just falls apart. I don't know. He's reading chat. He's reading chat. No, no, no. I, I was that a question. I was just listening. No, no I definitely. Don't. I don't even look at chat when we go. It wasn't a question, and I was listening. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it's it's not a question. I'm just like trying to ponder here why she's babbling. Is, so I guess I am babbling. Why it is so uh, hard to bring forth stuff when I've looked at your information and a lot of other credible fat flat earthers who brought forth information that looks completely solid to me that I cannot in any good means sweep under the table and it rings way more true to me than all this other stuff that I've been told and grew up with and was supposed to just regurgitate and that's why and of all of the like air quotes conspiracy theories and all this stuff the flat earth is the most volatile don't you think i mean people just rabid yeah yeah i think that we're gonna have a big um year for flat earth i just see so many more people coming in we have um the hibbler production movie with odd and eric debay coming out in april so Dubé still in the scene? Did I think he... so. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's narrating the the movie. So I thought he got shunned. You yeah. know what? I'm not thrilled with his behavior, but he does awesome work. Yeah, and uh, he didn't. He was out ahead of everybody else. It's true. You no, know, he might have gone off the rails a little bit, but he still puts <laughs> out good work. <laughs> So, you know, hats off to Eric Dubay. And uh, I think the video, that movie, it's going to be amazing. If you, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, yeah, what's it called? It's called um, Level. Level the movie. And it's on the app. If you go to the web button, uh, one of the buttons there says Level. And uh, it'll show you the trailer and some other stuff. You've mentioned the app several times. Why don't you tell everyone about it? It's an app that bypasses Google's algorithms for um, videos. So all of it, it has frequently asked questions. It, uh, for those of you that don't know, it, it shows you how the flat earth works. It shows you, um, you know, how the sun is a perfect clock. The sun, the sun keeps track of the hours and the days and the moon keeps track of the weeks and the months and the stars keep track of the seasons and the years. And um, it has a bunch of features on it, but uh, it, it offers you a daily video every day. So if you want to learn about Flat Earth, just one video a day. And within two weeks, you too can lose the respect of your family and friends. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> too late what, for that. <laughs> David, what do you think about Elon Musk and all this stuff going on? in his camp he is a total puppet and a moron i think i don't think he's running any companies i think he's just a uh a, you know a puppet on show that makes speeches that are completely ridiculous and he's running nothing that's my opinion 
And what do you think about the, what is it now? What we're calling yeah. Skynet. What, what about is the space station? The international fake station. Yes. <laughs> it, that, that, that there's nothing man-made up there in my opinion. Um, but you know, I have seen the light. I have the tracker. Yeah, I have too. And if you look at it, I mean, it's provably not the space station because it's, you know, the angular size of the space station is too small for the human eye to see at that distance. Think of a 747 flying at cruising altitude. It's a tiny little dot. If you doubled the height, you couldn't see it. Maybe you could. Let's triple the height. That's 10 times the height. There's no chance you could see it because its angular size would be too small. But the space station is 50 times higher, five zero right. times higher. And we see it as the brightest light in the sky when it crosses over, brighter than any star or any other planet. And if it's reflecting sunlight, it would be like flashing. Like, how do you perfectly reflect sunlight into my eyes off of something that's not even reflective, right? With the inverse square law of light, there's no way it would be that bright because we, we watch the, you know, the, the astral liars doing their spacewalks on the sunny side. And it's not that bright. It just, it, it's provably not what we're seeing. But I've seen it go across the moon. <laughs> so that is another um, polar trick. It goes across the sun and the moon. It's just like the, moon going you know the solar eclipse mm -hmm. you never see it approaching or leaving so what what i think they're doing there is they have a high flying aircraft that is scheduled to be in a certain spot and they tell you where you can see it and it's you know it either has like a wearable hologram or just has funny funny wings that look like an h yeah yeah, and I remember Jaron did a tried to take film. He would look when it was going to be over he his did house. It. Yep, and it wasn't there. And also, the video that was on the live stream didn't match where they said it was going to be. That's another thing that's well, going on. Jaron filmed the transit, yeah. right? Because he didn't believe it, and then we filmed it. He's like, "All right, I see it. Does that prove the Earth is a ball? No, it no. proves there's a polar trick going on." And then Crow did an analysis of it, and he said the pixel sizes are all wrong. It it, it wouldn't make any sense. It, you know, because if you count the pixels of something at a certain distance, right. he said none of it, none of it lines up. Right. He did that for his lunar wave stuff to prove it was true and yeah, that it was local to the moon and not uh, some kind of atmospheric dis disturbance or jet wash, as people have said. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Cool. It is. Well, and then also, you know, if you look at what's going on inside the space station, I mean, it's nonsense in there. <laughs> it is. It totally oh is. Just God. playing with those... water and flipping CGI things around and, you know, getting those tangled videos. in their wires. Oh it's, my it's a mess. Space yeah. shenanigans. Those videos really decredit everything. They should not do that. What about the, what about satellites though? I remember when I was first seeing, being told that's what they were and a long time ago, looking up at the sky laying on the ground in like Upper Peninsula, Michigan, or in the Midwest where you could still find no I see light them. pollution. You can see them like when I go down the Caribbean, I see these things going all, I'm like, those are satellites so cool. But just like I told you about the space station, which is the size of a 747, you couldn't see it at twice cruising altitude of a 747, but it's 50 times higher. Well, those satellites are much smaller. They're the size of a Volkswagen or it's even smaller, you know, Volkswagen bug. And they're even higher 
How the heck are you going to see them? How are they going to stay lit like that? It's all nonsense. They're lights in the sky. But what are they doing? So obviously, I mean, we're, we know what we're told they're doing, but what are they doing and how does that actually work? Oh, how do satellites work? Yeah. Or what are those lights that we see in the sky? Well, I guess either is applicable. Two different questions. Um, well, they're so, kind of the same in a way. Well, no. The, what are the lights in the sky? I mean, I don't know. I'm talking I'm about like, the satellite lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that we think are satellites. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're souls. I don't know. They could be anything. <laughs> so maybe they're, maybe they're, I don't know what they are. I have no idea. I think that they're um, not man-made, whatever they are. So um, how do satellites work? Well, NASA is the largest owner of helium companies and largest consumer of helium. And they uh, admittedly float uh, satellites up from balloons from Antarctica, tens, you know, thousands and thousands of them that yeah. stay up there for you know years at a time. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, like radar, uh, you know, GPS doesn't work everywhere. It doesn't work between California and Hawaii. When you're in an airplane going to Hawaii, when you're 100, 200 miles offshore, you go into approximated mode and don't show up again until you get within 100 or 200 miles of land. Yeah. There, also, when you're flying over like the deep Amazon, there's no radar there. Southern Oceans, there's no radar. Now, there may be at times, you know, some, some limited GPS um, done from either balloons or AWACS planes, but it's GPS is a ground positioning system done with towers. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I notice when I, I live out here by a forest and I go up to the forest, especially when I could uh, every weekend and there's no, no digital anything up there. Right. And it's, it's like 15 minutes from me. I mean, that's how it's not even that far. This is my problem with satellites is that like this, the, they're putting up the Starlink stuff to provide internet and are they 5g allegedly, <laughs> you know, I can't get a fucking Wi-Fi signal outside of my house from inside my house. How am I going to get it <laughs> off of, off a satellite? You know, it's like, <laughs> they never explain how that works, but they're doing all this stuff. To Want to hear my theory? Yeah, sure. I believe this is me. Now, I'm not speaking for any other flat earthers, all right? So anybody is listening, I think that these luminaries are returning luminaries. These are, they know that there's a time when the luminaries return to Earth. You know, the in the in the bible it talks about stars falling to earth and that's what years ago i'd be like that's impossible the bible's dumb and i never looked at it again but the they talk about the returning of the gods um to earth so maybe you know they knew that this light was going to be circling our planet since the 19 you know when when did um space station go up so they they put it up there to to cover for it. And so maybe these um, Starlink ones are the same thing. They're returning luminaries in this weird time we're in. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm right there with that. And that's the thing I'm diving into right now uh, with a lot of different guests on, from different paradigms of thought. 1986. Was a, I 86, interesting. Yeah. 
71 to 86 was 86 kind of when it became right yeah but there's no video there's no there's no documentation about its construction it just kind of well appeared. they they what they did is they filmed it you know so they mission control can see it then they lost the films oh yeah oh, no no they didn't lose the films they had to tape over them because of budgetary issues <laughs> that was the moon landing stuff that was the telemetry <laughs> data to the moon oh that's the wrong one. <laughs> wrong program <laughs> but that, right. is, that is true N nasa reused the data tapes that they stored the the, the that, that is a true story yes the, not a true thing yeah, it's a true story. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's get on the same page here. That's, that's right. That's yeah, totally. What I'm I was saying. quoting Don Pettit there for a second. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think Don Pettit might be the only astronaut that's not a liar who actually just thinks he went to space because he's actually retarded. <laughs> Would you go back to the moon in a nanosecond? Yeah, <laughs> but we lost the technology. But we can't right. They can't go back. But now they're talking about going back. I love how they keep saying we're going to go back to the moon, and, and and it's always like three years out. You know, last year it was 2024, and it's going to be you know, and 2024 is going to roll by, and we're not going to. Well, we can't do it now because of whatever bullshit reason they come up with. We're going to go in 2028. They keep pushing it out and out and out and out. And out. It's like never going to happen, and people don't catch on. They just forget about it. Well, in the Operation Dominic that the Russians did with the nukes, allegedly, um, I believe that's when they had, I could be wrong here, and my notes are, my writing's terrible, but they uh, were already slating that they were going to Mars and other planets, bypassing, and 62, bypassing the moon altogether. And that when I was looking this information up, I thought that was very interesting. And I saw that kind of talk also pre-Kennedy uh, with the Operation Fishbowl and stuff that was online in 62 about other planets and, and bypassing the moon. And I keep, I'm trying to reconcile this in my head often is why do we keep bypassing the moon? Well, they they just keep changing it every administration. You saw Jaren's video, um, NASA going nowhere since 1957. He documented yes. all the times they kicked the can down the road. Here's a new scam that's coming up. Just yesterday, they announced four um, guys are paying $55 million each to fly that. to the space station. I saw right? that. <laughs> I think what they're going to do is these guys are going to go to the space station or go to the fake station. Right. They're in on it. Mm -hmm. And then the ballers will use that. Hey, civilians are in space. You flat earthers are wrong. No, these guys are just shills, in my opinion. I'm looking at them. They don't look like they have a spare 55 million to me. But maybe maybe that's just me being biased. Yeah, I, but, saw, I saw that, too. Go ahead. Yeah. So the, that's my call. They're going to these guys are just going to be four, four more liars that go to the, the fake station. They're not going to show us anything convincing. They're not going to take a camera live and film out the window and say, look, we're going over here. You know, they're not going to do any of that stuff. They're going to flip a couple M&Ms <laughs> around and a couple hats. They're going to do somersaults. They'll do a couple somersaults and um, play with some water. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably have some pre-recorded stuff of them in uh, the zero G plane, you know, and That'll be it. Training be proof. It was their training to go up there, right? Yep. Well, okay. So with all this stuff that's going on currently in Antarctica, 
and there's been a lot of news coming out of Antarctica this last couple months, just a, a lot. It seems like, and then we're seeing this press for disclosure happening and all of a sudden there are more fireballs coming down and all of a sudden there are more sightings and this narrative is running, okay? It's online and it's running. And then of course you can't get Von Braun out of one ear with the fake alien invasion and then the disclosure people with it's the real it's the real deal and then the the mid section of denial coming from alleged government so there's a spectrum of stuff coming at us collectively about outer space and there, it's all getting knitted into Antarctica, of course. So what do you see, David? What's going on with this kind of uh, push forward with all that information collectively here? Sorry, I was muted. What was it, the push forward with which information? With all this information now coming forward at once, so the, it's almost like it's bottlenecking the, all the alien invasion, the ET oh, yeah, yeah. stuff, the disclosure stuff tied into Antarctica. They they just overwhelm us, so people can't you know sort it out. And with the you know, if you look, I have like some Google alerts with you know planets and space and stuff, and the amount of articles that are coming out every single day is astounding. I'm wondering if there's even people writing these. These might be you know, AI articles. <laughs> so I, it, I agree. this this lie is so big that people can't see it, you know, and it's so important because when you wake up to it, you literally unplug from the matrix and they don't want that. Right. Right. Oh, it's huge. It is massive. This is the problem too. And this is why we all get thrown into the crazy camp uh, is that that the disinformation they're so tied into this narrative of keeping everyone in line and on the wheel that uh and and more so than ever and this is why i'm saying it's amping more so than ever so silencing uh the boot to the face all this stuff is more than ever it's happening book burnings you can't say this word you can't say cool anymore and then the pushing of this disclosure and then the showing the optics of fireballs and then oh no what has just been uncovered in antarctica it's it feels very treacherous navigating it just intellectually navigating this like at what point it, it it's a mass trauma event they put us all through with this stuff with the the control stay in your house this virus all this so we come out of the mass trauma event we're continually being sideswiped by the political shows going on everywhere and meanwhile in the sidelines they are pushing all this other stuff so i'm i'm just it feels to me like something big is going to exactly. crack open here yeah are very you, big you're seeing that right yeah, at something big and maybe unexpected. Yes, like they're trying to maintain control. Yeah, there's something, some something big is going to happen. I mean, if you look, 
there seems to be something very similar that happens every hundred years. If you look back at, you know, 1920, everybody was wearing masks, everybody was getting vaccinated, and there was a big die-off. <clears throat> yeah, right. but as a person, they had that the big market crash and all that stuff yeah, that went yeah, on. Yeah. Economy collapsed. Yeah, there it does sure seem like we're building up to something something happening. You do you follow Cliff High at all? Um, I, I've listened to him. Yeah. He's just put out a bunch of videos about his Woo uh, world. What? Yeah, the woo, the woo world and woo, woo war. I can't, can't say. Uh, so I don't know if you know what, what he's done in the past. He had written a set of programs that analyzed linguistics on web data to, pre yeah. to predict the future, things like that. And uh, certain events that popped up in his data he would call temporal markers so he couldn't say when things were going to happen but he would say when this event happens it becomes a temporal marker so that he can anchor in his data when the next thing will happen you know so he knows that it's gone through and he has he's pretty pretty adamant that this year is the start of some kind of new cycle He's you calling know, it year zero. Or years, well, that was year zero was last year. This year is year woo. Oh, that's right. Year yeah. zero was 2020. Right. So you check out that video he just put out called Woo War. The last two he's put out. It's pretty interesting. He said actually yeah. tomorrow there's going to be, like tomorrow through Saturday is going to be one of his markers showed some kind of large em psychic emotional, event. Emotional yeah. event, yeah. Yeah. Little fun. I know. <laughs> well, uh, David, but, uh, I'm sorry. I'm at... What I wanted to get to is he's talking about in August, there's going to be revelation of something like Antarctica or UFOs or aliens or some, like it. something like that. Yeah. I'm in. Maybe Justin Bieber will tweet my app. Maybe. And 140 million people will find it overnight. And then it'll, you know, everybody will wake up. That's where I'm at. Let's get this show on the road. I yeah. am ready. I'm like, let's. I feel like no matter what it is, I I want it to happen already. Let the egg crack. Yeah. Giant meteor twenty twenty. So this was this was great. Are there any actual valid questions out there, Jer? I, and well, I, I guess David's been watching. He's been watching. I think we've answered. Uh, I haven't read too, too much. I I can't focus on both. So. Yeah, I know it's hard. I'm just and trying not to cough right now. There's a lot I of know. Thank <laughs> thank you for bearing with us. You've fighting going this. on in chat. This is a hot topic. And it well, there's a different. there's some people that just can't face that they've been lied to their whole lives, and they'll just call names and you know offer no proofs. There's nothing you can do for them. It's yeah, I mean that's it's a hot topic, and I I never know. I always try to just allow people their space, but I don't like ad hominems. I don't like attacks. Yeah, I, but I do support their freedom to have those <laughs> yeah. i'd rather people attack me with some ad hominems than than be shut up I'll yep. put you're an asshole way. for being a dick but i will support your right to be a dick <laughs> yep <laughs> but this has been a great pleasure i have really enjoyed your work in the field david weiss you've done great work awesome. uh i find it valid and validating so thank you very much i appreciate it i'm just doing the best i can yeah, great. And thanks for doing this tonight with your sore throat. It's noble of you. What uh, do you want to plug anything? Um, your podcast, no, just, your app, your 
the the my podcast is the flat earth podcast mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it start from the beginning and uh you'll wake up pretty darn quick i think right. and then uh my app is the flat earth excuse me <laughs> the flat earth sun moon and zodiac clock app available on android um 8.0 operating system or higher and ios uh iphone 6 or better all right all right, great. And I put links to those to your website um, and your YouTube channel in the show notes, and everyone can find them there. And the apps are linked on the, the homepage of your website, right? So and in the in the app, if you hit the web button, a lot of people don't know there's a whole page of other information, including mud floods and Tataria. Mm-hmm. All my interviews are there. All the ones that are on YouTube will be in there. Okay. Um, and other things, you know, other other interesting shows and, and links and uh, curve calculator, whatever you need. It's all there. Right. Great. And there's a new video every day, I think you said, right? New video every day, mm-hmm. featured video every day. And if you have the app, you want to go into settings on your phone and go to notifications and turn on F.E. clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you I know people hate getting pop-up notifications unless of course they're flat earth notifications. (laughs) Right. Of course. And you're like, I'll take a flat earth notification. (laughs) Basically it's just once, once a day, it tells you when the new video is up and what it's about. It's better than when you get, you know, the notification that all your lives are restored in the stupid game you're playing. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for, for hanging with us. It's been a great chat. Um, Appreciate it. Good luck in, in convincing more people. And, uh, Good luck with the app. We hope to talk to you again sometime. Thanks again. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Nish. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Tune in next week. We've got a Nox Mente next week with Bucephus. Oh, excellent. Yeah. He was in chat earlier. So that's all I got. All right. Thank you, everyone, for keeping an open mind as always with us. Jerry and I go where some people won't and Go where lots of people do. So, (laughs) but never where we eat. Take care, everyone.